Welcome to a Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. Hello there, Supercalifragia friends. It is so good to be back. We are better than ever. Miss Amy, how are you today? I am good. Awesome. You know what? Mm-hmm. If we keep being better than ever, like, are I we know. ever going to reach our maximum, like, betterness? I know. And I keep thinking, I keep saying that we're back and better than ever, but are we actually? Um. Or are we just sometimes worse than we were before? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not second guess ourselves. Okay, okay. Let's we'll stick with that. We'll go with better, than, better ever. than ever. I like that we'll too. We'll just stick with that. We're sticking with that. <laughs> so, Pam. Yes. How are you? I am hanging in, and it's kind of a rainy, gloomy day, yeah. but you know, it also brings that coziness, which is kind of nice. If today were a Disney character, it would be Eeyore. This is true. Yeah, because it's all yeah, true. like you said, rainy and gloomy, and and there's that adage that Disney fans like to say that. Any day in Disney World is better than, you know, a day back home at work. Uh-huh. But today is kind of really rainy and stuff. I don't... And those days just do kind of tend to be a pain in yeah. the parks, so... Yeah. But instead, I get to st- be here in our fabulous studio... So magical. ...with you and talking about Disney. Oh, yes. Next best thing. Next best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Pam. Yes. We have a very random icebreaker for today. Alrighty, Bring it on. Okay. So, Pam, you know how um, if you go into those fast food chains, like some of them have those soda dispensers or pop dispensers wherever mm-hmm. you're in, at the nation. Some people say pop. Some people say soda. And they have like hundreds of different options and like configurations you can do. Coke freestyle machines. Coke freestyle. That's what they're called. Yep. Thank you. Thank Coke you. Coke freestyle machines. We're really sorry, Pepsi. You should have thought of this first. Eh. Well, who drinks Pepsi anymore? <sighs> um, I don't. I can't really Do tell you? the difference. So <laughs> I'm not a Coke snob. <laughs> but say you're at a Coke freestyle machine. Yes. And you're faced with these various mm, options. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, there are a few different ones that I will go to. Sometimes I, I enjoy cream soda. Yes. And you can get the Barks Vanilla Cream Soda. So I will do that. Sometimes I'm more in the Coke mood. So I'll either do the Coke or the Diet Coke with Cherry Vanilla. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or I do enjoy, I, either they definitely have cherry. They might have Cherry Vanilla Dr. Pepper. Nice. Nice. Yeah, those yep. are all yep. good, good options. Mm-hmm. I usually go with some weird permutation of Fanta because oh. they the one I tried last time was actually it was like pineapple orange Fanta. Oh, nice! Which sounds a little funky, but if you're at a Coke freestyle machine, you need to yeah. get a little funky. I mean, that's what it's all that's like. Who's true. just gonna go and get a Coke? That's boring. <laughs> like you got to get something like fabulous, right? Do you ever try mixing two different drinks? Yes. Okay. Yes. So what what is your mix? I don't usually do this, so just asking you. I'll usually mix Mountain Dew into something else. Oh, you want that it, caffeine yeah, high? Yeah, give it like a little boost. Woo, a little boost. <laughs> Amy's flying off the ceiling. Next time we podcast, uh-huh. we need to do this. Like we need to go to find a Coke for I don't know where we find this machine. Load up on, I think Wendy's, like all Wendy's have them. Really? Yeah. Because the only place... I've seen them besides, you know, the resorts at Disney uh-huh. World, that kind of thing, are movie theaters, I think. Oh, okay, okay. 
Okay. Movie theaters, at least the ones I go to, tend to have the Coke Freestyle machine. I machines. know for a fact that the Wendy's by us has a Coke Freestyle machine. Nifty. Let me know what you want. Like, place your <laughs> okay. crazy order, and I'll just bring us, like, giant, you know, jumbo-sized pops. That's hilarious. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, perfect. Hey, everybody, we are back, and today we are being so, so practical. Yeah. We are being very Mary Poppins-ish, may I say. Awesome, I like it. Yes, because we are dealing with ideas and tips and tricks for taking young children into the Disney parks and on a Disney World vacation. Perfect. How much more Mary Poppins can we get? Right. Love it. And, you know, being that we're both moms, we have done this. Uh Uh-huh. We know what we're talking about. We, you know... Your kids are getting a little bit older. Mine yeah. are still on the younger side of things. So yeah. we've got some tips. We've got some tricks. And we can make up things if we don't. <laughs> Perfect. I like the sound <laughs> of it. Excellent. So let me start. One category I had were things to consider before you even make up your mind as to whether you're going to go or not. Mm-hmm. And the perennial question that people ask is, how young is too young to take mm-hmm. my kids to Disney World? Mm-hmm. What What's the age of the youngest child you've ever taken to Disney? Kindergarten. Kindergarten, okay. And I would say that that was the perfect, and I personally wouldn't want to take probably Mm -hmm. a kid that was younger than kindergarten, because at kindergarten, you know, they can walk around more, you don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about naps Mm -hmm. all the time, and going back to the resort, they just have more stamina. Mm -hmm. And even, I did ask my kids, like, do you even remember our first trip? Mm-hmm. And the older one did a little bit. He was in second grade at the time. Yeah. The kindergartner didn't really remember the trip. So mm-hmm. really, it's more your memory memories yes. that are going to you know, yeah. stay with you. Your kid who is under the age of probably five or six may not have any recollections of the trip. Okay. So I'll throw out a different point of view. Okay. It's good if we have like a little yeah, back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the youngest child I've taken to Disney World is an eight-month-old. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Bless your heart. Or you could say I've actually also gone twice pregnant. So if you want to include that, I've I've been pregnant twice there at Disney World. Two different kids. So, yes, I've taken an eight-month-old. This was actually just for a one-day trip because we were, like, nearby at some Florida beach. And we decided to spend one day in the Magic Kingdom. So we went over there. So it was just a one-day trip. I really remember very little, if anything, about that. But I am actually a big proponent of taking your kids right before they turn three. Because three, of course, is when you have to start paying for the children. True. And paying for those tickets. And paying the same amount you'd pay if they were nine years old, but like they're three. And so we've done this a couple of times with our kids, is take them like the month before they turn three. When they're essentially, you know, have the maturity level and the knowledge and whatever the experience that they'll have a month later. But... They're still free for this right. month. So right. we've done that a couple of times, and that's worked out well in ours, you know, for us. We've really enjoyed it. It's been fun taking littler kids. As you said, there are more issues with stamina, but we've always been, you know, doing the strollers for a yeah. long time now. So that has worked for us. And I think part of it, too, is just we want to go to Disney World. And so whether the kids will be able to remember it or not is – and, too, just – the place we're at now, we're obviously big Disney World fans. We're going, we have gone many times. We're going to keep going many times. Yes. And so, if we had a young child, we'd just like tag them along. Yes. Yeah. Because we, the adults want to go. <laughs> <laughs> 
So say you are going to take a young kid. Yes. What are some tips that you have while you're in the park or that you can do like during your trip or to prepare for your trip? So like before leaving home? Yeah. Okay. So before leaving home, I would say the first thing that I came up with was just getting your mindset in the right place. Sure. And actually the one piece of advice I gave you before you had your first trip with a family to Disney World, which is just get in your mind, especially with young kids, that you're really not going to be able to do it all. Yes. And make peace with that. Yes. Because if you go in with expectations that are beyond what your family and your kids are able to do, you're just going to make yourself miserable. You'll probably make yeah. them miserable. There'll be more you know, people being upset and being cranky with one another. And who needs that? Yeah. Who needs I that? love that piece of advice. That's mm-hmm. very good. Any other like pre things that you can think of, or should we switch gears and talk about while we're in the parks? Uh, I had a, I had some more pre things. So one thing would be finding out how tall your children are. Mm-hmm. So take those measurements because there's certain rides that they have to be certain height requirements yeah. for. So you know if you know those ahead of time and know that your kid is like you know three inches too short for whatever that ride is make sure that they they know ahead of time that this is not going to be an option for them or yes. don't find this out when you get up to the ride that your kid's so excited about <laughs> and yeah. suddenly they're too short and you know there's crying going on and that kind of thing that's a good point so i'd say find that out secondly let the television be your friend because first of all, you're going to want to watch Disney movies because uh-huh. the more that they know about the Disney IPs and that they're familiar with the Disney characters, the more they'll get out of the trip. Sure. And lastly, let YouTube be your friend <laughs> because especially if you've got kids and you don't know how they're going to react to certain rides, mm-hmm. every single Disney attraction out there has had somebody do a really professional quality ride-through video of it, a point-of-view video, and so you can just sit your kid in front of it, see if they're, like, you know, a little scared or not scared or think it's exciting, get them used to the idea so that when you show up, you're good to go. and you, Or at least you know, my kid will never do this, I'm not going to try. Or <laughs> right. else you know that, oh, my kid seems to be up for this one. We'll give it a go. Those are all great tips. I love those. Yeah, yeah. All right, Pamcake, so let's say we are now at the parks. Okay. What... What should we do here? One one suggestion I have is to kind of go along with their schedules that they're used to back home. So mm-hmm. if they're morning people, yeah. then get out there in the morning and get mm-hmm. as much done as you can in the morning. If they take a nap midday, then maybe you need to build that into your routine. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like keep your park schedule as close to your regular at-home routine schedule so that they're not completely thrown off by being dumped Mm -hmm. into this other world. Mm -hmm. Once again, to sort of give the opposite point of view, (laughs) (laughs) we tended to be much more of just, here we are, kid, you go with the flow. If you get tired, we got a stroller for you. Yes. And we just plop you in the stroller and hopefully you can take a nap in there or at least you don't have to walk around. Mm -hmm. So that is a key thing. Let's talk a little bit about strollers. Yes, I had that on my list as well too. And if you don't bring one, I know, Pam, you've also just rented strollers there. So there are plenty of companies that offer stroller rentals. There are the strollers that Disney has themselves, which are really not great. Would not recommend those. But there are third, lots of third-party companies out there. Kingdom Strollers, Orlando Stroller Rentals. There's other ones out there as well. We've used a few and had really good results from all of them. 
and you can order those online before you go, which reminds me that I need to do that because I've not done that yet. (laughs) Uh, And we're going to be leaving on a trip pretty soon. So pick out a stroller that is really going to, you know, get you some good mileage out of it. Or if you have one that you love from home and you want to bring, keep in mind, you're going to have to fold that puppy up to get on the buses. But if you pick a flimsy one, keep in mind that it may not give you the maneuverability and the comfort level you want for your kid either. So, mm-hmm. and even if your kid is long out of the stroller age back home, still consider taking one for bringing along a stroller at Disney because it is a whole other level of walking. Whole other level. A lot of walking. Yes, indeedy. All right. So something else you can do, I think, to kind of make this trip a little bit more Mm kid-friendly is to just take frequent breaks with your kiddo. So when you see that they're getting tired, they're getting crabby, maybe it's just like too much going on, too much stimulation, you need to kind of just take a little break away from it all, find Mm -hmm. like a quiet, cool, shady spot, give them Mm -hmm. a snack. Yep. That's the other thing too, like make sure your kiddo stays hydrated Yes. and give them plenty of snacks so that they're not hungry because that will also contribute to a meltdown. Absolutely. Hydrate and nutrate people. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So yes, bring along snacks. I would say along with the breaks, breaks can either be like a literal break going back to the resort. So a lot of people will do that to do nap times and take an actual break from being in the parks. Or breaks can be things like stringing together a few of the dark rides in a row or a show or something like that where you're in air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And so your kid is out of the heat and it's a little more of a down, even if it's 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. It's not quite as much as just, you know, being on the go, go, go the entire time out in the heat. Most definitely. So something else I was thinking about was choosing a resort. So if you're going to be going to Disney World, think about how much you want the, how much you're going to use the resort, I guess, while you're there. So every single Disney World resort comes with a pool, which Uh of course is awesome. And kids love, tend to love pools. Yep. So if you're going to be spending a lot of pool time, think about that. Now, if you're a family who really enjoys slides at the pool, so that's typically a big thing for kids, do keep in mind that the value resorts do not have slides at their pools. You have to have a moderate and or a deluxe to get a slide. So figure out how much of that is important to you. Also keep in mind that at all of the Disney pools and resorts, they will have the outside cast members who run activities for kids and keep those fun and going on. I did want to mention as well, baby care centers. Now, have you used those before, Amy? We have not because, again, we haven't brought anybody younger than kindergarten age, but I've seen them around and I know that they're very nice, especially for nursing moms, too, to get away and get a break. Yeah. So each of the four main parks has a Disney uh, baby care center. There's also a first aid station. They're usually fairly close to each other. Those we've used. Yes. And you can go to either one and... Like the baby care centers will have just quiet places, as Amy said, where a nursing mom can nurse the baby or you just, you know, they'll have high chairs where you can feed your baby, those babies, you know, purees or whatever you have, and (laughs) places to change diapers. If you run out of supplies, they're willing to sell you, you know, diapers or baby food or what have you. And they're air conditioned and they're quiet and just a place to sort of, you know, regroup yourself if you need to do that. Yeah. As well as the first aid stations, if for some reason, you know, Hopefully it's not going to happen to you, but sometimes people get sick in the parks and you need a place to get out of the heat and have somebody, you know, registered nurse or whoever they have there take a look at you and um, go from there. So those are very handy places to have. And I guess one last thing I'd want to bring up are souvenirs. 
So this is something, thinking about taking your kids. This is actually an idea that I heard over from Shannon Albert on the WDW Trip Planning Podcast. And something she had evidently done with young kids is the idea of having surprises from Tinkerbell. Oh. So this is very similar to having the Tooth Fairy come, say, or, you know, Santa or something like that. But in this case, to try to fend off the your young darlings from seeing all the stuff in Disney World that they want, 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 and which can get you, you know, into bankruptcy before the end of your trip. <laughs> right. Something she would do is that her kids would wake up and lo and behold... Tinkerbell, wink, wink, had left a special surprise for them that morning. And special surprises can come from the Dollar Tree yes, back home, yes. the taller store. And suddenly, you know, their kids had received a gift. They feel like they've gotten something for the day. And it could be, you know, bubbles or it yeah. could be glow sticks with Disney characters on them or sure. a book of stickers or whatnot. And so that sort of satiated the need for the souvenir for the day. I love that. Yeah. We used to do, when my boys were little, um, we would bribe them with smash pennies. There you so go. So if nice. you eat a good lunch, then mm-hmm. afterwards, here's 51 cents and you can yes. go get yourself a Disney smash penny. Yeah. So same kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. And I guess when the kids are a little bit older, because we even still do this now, is you move on to the age where the kids do want, sort of grow out of the Tinkerbell thing and do want to actually go out and maybe buy themselves a little souvenir or something. We just buy the kids Disney gift cards and with the amount of money we've decided to put on them from the get-go, it's like, here's your Disney gift card. Yep. Enjoy. Do whatever you want to with it. But once it's gone, it's gone. So yep. enjoy that. <laughs> Perfect. I love <laughs> Make that. Make it work out for you. Yes. And I'd say just a final thing, just enjoy the memories of being there with your kids, you know, relax, try not to be too uptight about things. You're Mm -hmm. making wonderful memories. You're not going to get it all done and get those photos taken and, you know, just enjoy the time with your family. Even if the kids aren't going to remember it someday, you will. Yes. So enjoy the memories for as long as you can. Love that. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for this week. We would love to get to know you through social media. You can reach us at SpoonfulPod. That's S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also at SpoonfulPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can also like us at Facebook.com slash SpoonfulPod. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And now you can also find your favorite sprinkle of Disney sugar on Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for joining us and sprinkling a little sugar into your day. Thanks for listening. Spoonful out. (laughs) 